this morning. So in lieu of a um, visual effect, I have a little song this morning. And um, the, what do you call it, the melody is probably quite familiar with most of us that have kids or grandkids or were once a kid ourselves. Are you trying to shut me off, Jerry? Because Gary tries to do that. It don't work. It does not work. Click, click, click. Um, so we have, uh, how many of you ladies know Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star? Okay, so I think I shared with some of you before that um, my Thea Yoria, my Aunt Georgia, growing up, she didn't speak English. And she would babysit us kids. And um, I was the oldest of that group of kids, and so I would kind of help out. But um, that's actually how I learned to speak Greek, is my aunt didn't speak English. And so, you know, just for force of uh, necessity, I learned to speak Greek. And a lot of times we we learn um, different languages through song, and so there's the... uh, the tune of Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, but it's, uh, the words are in Greek. Does this thing twist? Eh, are we good now? Yeah, okay. So, you guys know the tune. Am I falling? Is it my, is it my hair? Okay. Tell me when we're there. You know what? I'm just going to pinch it over here, huh? Oh, I lost the whole thing? All right. We got two of the senses down, all right? Maybe by the end of this we'll uh, feel the presence of the Lord, huh? That would be good. You know what? Here's the problem. Is we forgot to pray first. That's the problem. All right. Pray with me, please. Father God, I, uh, I love you so much. And I do quite often uh, just... I am... Uh, just floored by your love for me and your patience for me and uh, why you even choose to use me in any of the capacities that you do, Lord. I don't understand it, but you do, and so that's good enough for me. I love you, Lord. I thank you for loving me like I am and wanting good things for me. And all God's ladies said, Amen. Amen. So back to Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. Um, Since today's scripture speaks, of God's creation. So, you know, in English it's twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. So the same tune in Greek, but I'll teach you the first, I won't try to teach you the whole song, don't get all nervous. Um, I'll just teach you the first couple of words. Fegaraiki, mulabro. You guys are good. See, you can be Greek too. Just like Hefe, you guys could be Greek. But it takes some practice, huh? Um, so it goes twinkle, twinkle, little star. And But in Greek, it's my star so bright, shine so I can see. And it goes on to say, shine for me so I can see to walk. And then it goes on so I can walk to school, so I can learn to read and write God's things, the things of the Lord. So it's, it's more, in Greek to me it means more than it does in English. 
because and this is a you know it's a, it's a little song that they teach in school. I don't know if they do anymore. I don't have any um, family that even has school age children now. I would imagine that there's been a steady decline there as well as our uh, steady decline here. But at, it gives me hope that at some point in time and that there might still be parents teaching their kids this little song and to know that God created his creation. He created it for us. And as the little, even the little nursery rhyme song says, for God's creation, the stars that are so beautiful above to be used for a child to be able to see their path to get to the place where they can learn to read and write and learn of God's things. So for me, that's a, that's a beautiful little thing. Just a blast from the past for me. Um, something that I learned when I was a child. And so here we go. We are, we are Psalms 8. And let's start at the beginning. And it starts out, For the director of music according to Grittis, a Psalm of David. Now, um, I learned that a grittis is a stringed instrument. And then we go to verse 1. O Lord, our Lord, majestic is your name in all the earth. And I am reading from, um, if you bear with me, from the um, New International Version. You have set your glory above the heavens. Now, um, a king's glory is his kingdom, an earthly king. What's important to him is is his kingdom and, and all that is within it. And I think um, we are the Lord's kingdom. You know, if he rules and reigns in our hearts... That's more important to the Lord than any of the rest of his creation. As we learned in this psalm, the, you know, the stars, the animals, anything else, you know, the hills, you know, all of this beautiful stuff that he's created, even the angels and still, you know, all of us, you know, some of us hormonal, not all of us are hormonal at this point in time. I am, so please forgive me, and he still loves me anyways. Um, all of his, all of his people creation is the most important thing. And so I have, have made it, uh, made it a, a thing for myself for as often as I remember to give him the throne of my heart. Because that is the most important thing to him and it should be the most important thing to, to let him rule and reign in my life, you know. As well over all that I see. And here we go, verse 2. From the lips of children and infants you have ordained praise because of your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. Now the, the definition of avenger here is, is Lucifer, Satan. He is the enemy of, of our lives, or he should be the enemy. You guys shouldn't be kicking back drinking a brewski with him. Um, he is the enemy, and um, I've been uh, in children's ministry for about 15 years now. I have been um, spat upon and had my hair pulled and kicked and called a couple of names and all that stuff, but for the most part, I would say that kids are much more uh, spiritually in tune than we are. 
They, I've heard far more stories of children bringing their folks to the Lord than, you know, a kid, than a, a parent uh, urging a child and the child just to say, um, you know, especially our teenagers, you got to bring them kicking and screaming to church most of the time, but bring them anyways. Um, but kids are innocent. And, you know, I've had debates with kids about over all kinds of stuff, but something in their little hearts know that the Lord is real and that he's just and that they want to be around him. And, and as adults, you know, if we haven't come to the Lord when we're, when we're little, it's much harder for us as adults because we've gotten hardened and, and filled ourselves with head knowledge and, and so we resist them all the more. But kids, you know, just as it says in this, uh, verse of this psalm that kids are, are much more in tune with the things of the Lord. And um, <clears throat> Jesus quotes this in, in Matthew 21, 15 and 16. He's coming, he's coming before the, uh, he's coming before the people and um, the kids I'll just read it to you here. It's Matthew 21, verse 15. But when the chief priest and the teachers of the law saw the wonderful things he did, and the children shouting in the temple area, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. That means that they were teoed. The people that were, that were high up, they were upset about, you know, why you got a bunch of kids over here saying this? How, how dare they? And in verse 16, it goes on to say, Do you hear what these children are saying? They asked him. And Jesus said, Duh, yeah. That's not what it says right here, but that's what I say. That's what I'm reading. He says, Yes, replied Jesus. Have you never read? Like these guys were supposed to know God's word. These guys were supposed to know the Old Testament inside, outside, like, you know, uh, like, like a mechanic who knows a car, you know. You tell a mechanic, go find the alternator, or he's going to be able to find it, right? So these guys should know what God's word says. It says, and it says, from the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise. So here we have Jesus going back to the Psalms and quoting the Psalms. Put that on a little side burner right there and remember that that's, we'll go back and wrap it up later, huh? Okay, verse 3 and 5, 3 through 5. It says, When I consider your heavens the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place. Remember, yeah? Okay, what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? You made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. In comparison to all the wonders of creation we see around us, we can seem very small. No doubt, David being a shepherd by trait had spent countless nights staring at the night sky. I too wonder why the creator of all that I see would choose to reveal himself to a high-maintenance girl like me. That was a little poem. It was a rhymey poem, huh? You guys like it? It's not like the Psalms. They don't rhyme. Um, But that did. Okay, and this, this I kind of tripped out on too, is the angels are residents of heavenly, he, heavenly realms, 
yet they are servants of us, God's people. And if you go through Scripture, you know they came to tell Mary and they've come to heal and they've come, um, you know, they came, they come to minister to us. And, and uh, even though they're right there with, with, with the Lord and, and they praise Him and they sing to Him, they are, they are our servants. They're made to help us out. And, and that just blows me away too. Oh, here we go. Okay, verses 6 through 8. You made him ruler over the works of your hands, and you put everything under his feet. All the flocks and herds and the beasts of the fields, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, all that swim in the paths of the seas. The Lord trusts us with his creation and made it for our enjoyment. And I like to, uh, if you guys haven't heard yet, is there one person in here that doesn't know that I'm a grandma? See, everybody knows. That's good. What? <laughs> I, uh, you know, Matthias is at the age where he's teething and he's starting to, to crawl and move around. And, um, you know, really from the get-go, it, took, it takes a bunch of us to keep him in Right, Teresa? He wants to be entertained. I don't know where he gets that from. He wants to be entertained all the time. So I take him outside and I take him on little walks. And uh, and I tell him, you know, the Lord made all this for you, dude. You know, he loves you so much that all of this, you know. And I have little bird feeders and stuff so the birds come around and, and uh, uh you know the plants and the the where we live. We live at the we live at Cap Cedar Crest, and we're up on a crest, and you can see the clouds come through, and and it's just it's it's very beautiful. It's very pleasing to the eye, and there's a lot going on just around my house, and it keeps him entertained for a little bit, and then he gets wants something else. But anyways, maybe he'll get over that when he's 40 or so. But. Um, but I, I tell them, you know, I, I let them know, you know, and this is something I did with my kids when they were little too, and and I'm so grateful to be a, a, a grandma that loves the Lord so much, and I can, you know, start him from the get-go, knowing um, who he is and why he is who he is. That just it thrills me to no end to know that he's getting a, a early start in a, in knowing that that the Lord loves him so much. Let's turn this little piece of scripture here. Let's turn, if you would, with me to Genesis 1.28. And um, this is where David got this idea, where he quoted it from. And if you remember earlier, Jesus, Jesus quoted from Psalms number 8. And now David is quoting from Genesis 1.28. And it says... God blessed them and said to them, he's talking to Adam and Steve. No, Adam and Eve. Remember that because our country is going to go in a funny, funnier direction here pretty soon, I think so. But we know. Saying to Adam and Eve, Eve, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over, yes, and over and over every living creature that moves on the ground. 
So as well as this little guy and Matthias and Nani back there, God made all of this for us. And for us to enjoy and for us to take care of. So I'm not saying, you know, go run through the forest and hug all the trees because you'll get a little rash probably. But do take care of the things that Lord that the Lord is has put you in charge of. You know. If any of if my boys are listening, make sure you feed the dog and the bunny rabbit. That's what you're supposed to do. So here and there's there's that. So like I said, Jesus quoted Psalms eight. And David quoted Genesis one twenty eight. And here we are. Let's wrap it up with verse number nine. David wraps up as he began, as he began taking ownership of his Lord and master and gives him his rightful place in his heart. And it reads, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name on all the earth. Now, we, um, a couple of weeks ago, we read the account of David and Bathsheba, right? And for years, I was like, oh, why does it say that he's a a man after God's own heart? You know, he was a jerk. He took somebody else's wife and then he killed the husband and then he lies about it and all this other stuff. You know, and unfortunately, oftentimes, what sticks out in our mind is the downfalls of people is is what they've done wrong. You know, sometimes we don't even get past that in our minds and our hearts. It just sticks with us. You know, that dude's a jerk. He did da-da-da-da. That lady's a jerk. She did da-da-da-da. But God sees the big picture, right? Like pan back and you can see, yes, this is what they did and, and, and they had a good start and then they flubbed up and then they had a good outcome. Well, I think that that the Lord knew that this was going to work out. You know, David was going to learn from all this. And even at this point, before he had all of his trials with Bathsheba, here he was used, and remember how, how we talked about that the Psalms were often prophetic. And this, I was so excited the first time that I read this, that I, I'll let you guys in on a little secret. I had never read the Psalms in their entirety, you know, like I knew this one and that one and the other one, but I'd never read them in order. But a few years back, we were doing a study on the book of Hebrews. And um, I had to pull out my old Bible because it was, it was um, I, I've had a new Bible since then, so I didn't have my markings. But we were at the camp and we did a study in the book of Hebrews. And so the first time I'm reading this through, I'm thinking, Ooh, 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 I know, I know this. I, I've read it before. And you guys gotta know, for me, that's so exciting. Because I can remember, like, the, the, all the lyrics to Journey's first album, but with scripture, you know, and I say, oh, this is ridiculous, Leanne! You know, but that's, that's the way my brain, I had a lot more free time back then to memorize things. And I'm not saying why, but I did. Um, so anyway, so I start reading this and I'm like, oh, I've read this before. So again, when, when Jesus was quoting Psalms 8, I mean, he is, he is our Savior, he is God incarnate. He's quoting something that was, my hair, my hair, yeah, is it better now? 
Okay. Yeah. Um, he was quoting something that was written in the past. And again, when David was writing this, and he was talking about us being, you know, being ordained by the Lord to take care of his creation, he was quoting from Genesis, which was written in the past. But here, David, who was a womanizer, would be used of the Lord to write about something that would happen in the future. Now, David's not a deity. He's not a God. He's just a man that was willing to be used. And that's all he asks of any of us, ladies, just to be willing to be used. So if you would, turn with me to the book of Hebrews. And you can. And I challenge you, go back and, and read this book if you've never done a study on it. I just love the, the, um, the book of Hebrews. But I got so excited when I could re- remember that I retained something. I was very excited about retaining something. So in chapter 1 in the book of Hebrews, it speaks of the angels. And it speaks of um, uh, the sun being superior to the angels. And in direct correlation with, let's see, Psalms 8.4. What is man that you are mindful of him? The son of man, which we know is, you know, often the Lord is called the son of man, that you care for him. You made him a little lower than the heavenly beings. Now we know that, that the Lord Jesus is is higher than the heavenly beings, but For a time there, when he went and he sacrificed his life and his deity and his rightful place for us, and he and he took that death on the cross, and they spat upon him and pulled out his beard and lashed him and scratched him all up and hurled insults, you know. And I don't know about you guys, but if we would have got to the first two things on that list, I would have said, "Forget you guys, I'm bailing. You guys deal with this on your own." But he didn't. He stuck it out. So chapter 1 there speaks of of the Lord and his sacrifice. And then we go to chapter 2. And um, and it goes on and it goes on um, to speak of the um, of the Messiah and it and it's just it's so tightly bound there with um with psalms number eight so i challenge you guys to go and uh go on your own and and read that but it just it brought me great joy to think that uh even david who was a dum-dum would be used of the lord and and be able to write that prophecy there and that it came to pass you know um and that it's so vividly portrayed All right. Father God, Lord, I just thank you so much for your word and, and how it um, it ties in together, Lord. How, how you could use us, how you use David, Lord, to, uh, to further your kingdom and how can you can use us to further your kingdom also, Lord. I pray that, that every lady here would give you your rightful place, would let you...
be on the throne of their heart. Lord, I thank you once again that uh, you would choose to use me in any capacity. And Lord, I thank you for your creation that you set here for, for our good pleasure. And I thank you too that you trust us to take care of it. And I love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.